Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corny booth of the Catholic Cafe. Tom, it is so good to be back. Where are the beignets? Yeah, you know, you know bring, we have FedEx here. I didn't bring anything back from France you can other than myself. Well, welcome back. Well, you, thank good to see you. you. Thank you so much. It's good to be back here in the luxurious corner booth, you know, yes, stateside. How nice it is. Uh, uh, but I will, I will tell you, I really enjoyed my time there in, in France. I, I love bet. going with the Order of Malta. Uh, it's a fantastic pilgrimage, and I love being on pilgrimage. Oh, yeah. But then I love coming home. Yeah. You know, sit next to my buddy Tom. There you go. You know, and I, I, I will miss the cafe lattes and the cappuccinos and the cafe olés and all that stuff. I'll miss all that, but you know what? There's nothing like Tom and the That's exactly booth, luxurious right. corner booth. Yeah, have an American cup of coffee. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to doing that and spending some time here uh, in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And yes, sir. we have a great topic today. Always. You know, and it's interesting. Um, I love how Jesus being the consummate teacher, was mm-hmm. always using things around him and in his environment mm-hmm. to teach. You're right. Right, to, for us to experience him and to experience the faith, he would always use real-life examples, you know, the sower and the seeds. You know, these, these people were very agrarian. They, mm-hmm. they understood the idea of, of farming. Right. Right, and then uh, just all the different visuals he would use where he yeah. would teach um, and help people to understand things by saying, you know, like that mountain back there, well, you know, <laughs> Peter, you're the rock, you know, exactly. that kind of thing. And so I, I was thinking about that the other day. And the reason why is because I was, I was reading a particular uh, passage in the Gospel of John, and it just made me think that, that Jesus was, again, using something in our everyday lives mm-hmm. to help us to understand more about him and about his church. It's true. Uh, right? But before I read that passage, I, I do want to mention that this is a wonderful time of year. We're in the middle of the, of the summer. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a sports nut. Oh, yeah. Oh, you love sports. I love sports. Who doesn't? I will say that I don't deserve to love sports. You know, as you can tell by looking at me, I'm not you like the an nerdy athlete. guys. I, well. You were thinking, you were the guy that was thinking about the snow cones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was in the outfield. You care less I was the in the outfield. Was. That's right. It didn't matter I just how want the outs. snow cone afterwards. When are we done? Uh, and I want the snow cone. Yeah. That was me. But I, I, got, I, I do love sports. I've always loved yeah. sports. And I even love playing them. Right. And I remember as a kid playing, especially baseball. In mm-hmm. the summertime, always is that baseball time. We're in the middle of the baseball season. And it's interesting that, a, that baseball is one of those sports where there's like these rites of passage as a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. That you will remember like your first glove. Oh, yeah. I mean, I bet you can still smell the leather. Oh, yeah. Right. I just remember that my first glove and how yeah. cool it was. Uh, you know, and, and you could sit there for hours and throw the baseball up and catch it. Throw oh, yeah. it up and catch it. Yeah. Throw it up and catch it. You could do that for hours. Breaking men all yeah, day long. Yeah, exactly how awesome that was. And I remember uh, my, my big brother liked the St. Louis Cardinals, and so mm-hmm. that was my team. There you go. And I remember the St. Louis Cardinals, and, and uh, I remember my first pro game that mm-hmm. I ever went to, mm-hmm. how cool that was. Um, and I remember the, you know, the smell of the field. I remember oh, yeah. the, you know, the hot dogs, all that kind of stuff. And so there's these things that conjure up these great, great memories. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest ones uh, was when I met Mickey Mantle in person. Wow. He was a, he was a batting coach for the Yankees, and it was a, we were, they were there in uh, doing an exhibition game in Florida many, many years ago. And I got wow. his autograph on a pennant. Wow. You know how cool that was. 
Uh, and that's just one of those things that will always stay with me. Mm-hmm. But one of the other images that I have in my mind is I remember the very first pair of cleats that I ever got. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird. But, you know, when, no. you're, when you're a kid... And you're in sports. It's the little things, man. Well, but the paracletes was like something that would be, uh, it made you like a big leaguer. You were the guy. You were Well, it was serious. And not oh, every yeah. kid, like when you were playing sandlot baseball or whatever, had the cleats. Oh, right. So you'd go out there in those cleats, and you're like going, dude, Drzezemski's got cleats. <laughs> you know? And like it was serious. Now, it didn't make me any better. <laughs> but, but it was man, that. you look good. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was that feeling. Right. And I was thinking about this because, you know, if you remember, well, I, sh- I shouldn't say it was my first pair. Of, I guess they were my cleats, but the reality was they were hand-me-downs. Oh, of course. Yeah, they were passed on from Big Brother. Oh, yeah. You know, and so, so I had my, my Big Brother's cleats, but they were mine. Right. Now, a lot of people think, well, oh, sorry, you didn't get new cleats. But the reality is, in hindsight, I look at that and go, that's actually better. Yeah. Because these were passed on, so they were well-worn. They were right. comfortable. Right. They'd already been broken in. Exactly. And they fit nicely. They were just like they just like they had been They were meant to be. Yeah. 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 They were my cleats now. There you go. They had been passed on to me. They were mine. They were but they were easy to wear, easy to put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about them was comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I, re- I remember that and how cool that was. And then of course I also remember how Everybody's going, Where is he going? Oh no, this? just hang with us, okay. man. This is gonna get Wait good. For it. Yeah, exactly. Wait for it. So then also I remember putting them on and realizing that these weren't like regular shoes. Right, I was a little no. awkward in them at first because you're not used to walking in something like that. No, you're exactly. And 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 you you're know, on different surfaces and it, yeah, and it's going to grab hold. Exactly. That's what they're meant to do. Right. Right. And so when you're walking for, I remember one of the first times I played in them uh, that I ate dirt. I mean, literally, <laughs> I was going for a little pop fly in the infield. And I was running forward. You did a and, facial? Yeah, yeah. My cleats stopped, <laughs> but I didn't. Oh, I just went full. I'm sorry. I'm actually laughing at you now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I know there's lots of people out there going, they're like going, yeah, me too. Me too. They're doing that. Uh, it never happened to me, Deacon Jeff. I, I'm sure it didn't, But because but you've been so good. But I also remember, do you remember that cool sound they made, like when you walked on pavement? Oh, yeah. Like when you walked across the parking lot, heading to the whatever. Yeah. You're crunching. Oh, man. You thought it's like, it's like the was army cool. was showing up. You That's know, still cool. <laughs> it's you know? a cool sound. It is. They were noisy. They are. They were noisy. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, it's really neat that once you learn how to use them mm-hmm. for what they were intended, their intended purpose, oh, man. It was a weapon. Oh, it was it was powerful. It was. Those things gave you such traction and control, uh, protection, you know, assistance. They they made you a better player. They did. And this is why they were, wear cleats even today, mm-hmm. because they're they're specific to that sport. And they help enhance your playing of the game. Exactly. Now, now you can sit there and say, okay, that's great. <laughs> Down that little trip, sports memory lane. Yeah. But I, now I need to read you the... the uh, Tie it all together. Yeah. So so we're talking about uh, having a good pair of cleats as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and what it did did for me then and my memories of it and all that kind of stuff. But the, the verse I was reading where I actually made that connection mm-hmm. was John chapter 14, verse 16. Okay. And it's Jesus speaking, right. right? And he says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another paraclete <laughs> to be with you forever. <laughs> yeah, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So that's uh, John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. It's you know, funny. and it's, it's, I know it's funny, but, uh, uh, 
you know, there is, in reality, it made me all of a sudden when I heard the word paraclete, mm-hmm. and that's not a word that we always use. No, it's right? not. It's, it's, uh, the Greek is parakletus, and parakletus really is, uh, or paracletus in, uh, in Latin, mm-hmm. it, it just means, it's translated like counselor or advocate, um, helper, teacher, consoler, mm-hmm. the various translations that we get. Uh, the Revised Standard Version, I think, says counselor. New American Bible says advocate. And the whole thing is, this is the paracletus. He's there. He's the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. To be your assistance. To right. be your guide. And I started thinking, you know, this is the way Jesus would have taught that. Yeah. He'd be walking with the apostles, and he'd talk about his first paracletes. Right. Yeah, that's a great analogy. And, right. And, and, then he'd start, and then he'd start talking about, uh, you would. know, the Holy Spirit. You're right. And when I started thinking like that, you know, it's good when you think like Jesus. Now, I don't, I don't do it as often as I should, <laughs> no, and I try. Right. We, we, all, we all should try more. Right. But when I was thinking like Jesus, like, well, how would I use this to teach? Mm-hmm. Or, or what, is, what is God trying to teach me? Mm-hmm. You know, using a real-life example of a paracletes to help me understand the paraclete. You know, and so I started making these connections. I started realizing, wait a second, there were some some great connections between that old pair of cleats that I had mm-hmm. and the paraclete, the Holy Spirit. And so, first and foremost, you know, that very first thing of those that old pair of cleats, it wasn't mine. They weren't mine. They were passed on to me. They were handed to me. They were given to me as a gift. There you go. Right. I I didn't go pick up some new ones. Mm-hmm. This was something that was passed on. Mm-hmm. Right, and and this is what Jesus prays for, on our behalf, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Paraclete, to be with you forever. It's a gift. The Holy Spirit, He is a gift. It on. That's right. He's being passed on to us mm-hmm. as a gift. And you might think, well, I don't want a hand me down. Well, you know, this is a great kind of hand me down. Mm-hmm. A hand me down from the Father. Oh yeah. Right. Another Paraclete. Another Jesus. Another exa- another experience of God. Another reality of God in our lives. Right. And what's so cool about this particular being passed on to us is that just like those old cleats, mm-hmm. that old, good old pair of cleats that I had in baseball, they were they were comfortable. They mm-hmm. were well-worn, mm-hmm. right? Well, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, is comfortable. He fits us. He's well-worn, well-worn right. in the sense that he's been around for eternity. You're right. Right, this is not some kind of new, yet to break it in kind of thing. Right, the, the 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 Holy Spirit passed on to us, and in my cleats, my old cleats, and the Holy Spirit being passed on by the Heavenly Father to us for our benefit. How awesome that is! That is, you're right. Yeah, so it's okay that it, you know that that He's old. He's comfortable. Right, right. fits fits beautifully. Yeah, very natural fit. Very very. Um, uh, easy to wear, well worn. Mm-hmm. You know, and those are and those are good things. And of course, this idea of when I wore the old paracletes, mm-hmm. that they would be hard to, um, I don't know, awkward, how, mm-hmm. how to get used to them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in the same way, the Holy Spirit is that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't mean awkward in the sense that, um, uh, that it's bad. I mean in the sense that we're not used to giving ourselves over, are we? Yeah, it's your, well, it's to new, the Holy right, Spirit. and it's new. Totally new. Right. Normally, we're used to walking in the way that we always and, have walked. And, and new is awkward. And new is different. Right. Right? And so we don't have that, you know, bold stride that we used to have we, right. you know, with great confidence sometimes. Because at first, we start going, wait a second, what's going on here? Right. 
you know, used to be me powering my legs and moving forward, and now something else is powering me. That's right. But to make that Great work, analogy, man. you really got to let you got to let yourself go. Yeah, you got to trust. You got to trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and that's and that's important. That's good stuff. I get yeah. chills. Yeah, well, you know, it, it makes you want to uh, just get that old pair of cleats out of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Actually, I would do a facial. Then. Yeah, would now. you fall again? Would oh, you fall yeah. again? Well, look, I got to tell you, there's more. We're going to make some more. Continuing these these uh, these connections between uh, the uh, the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete, and our good old Paracletes. Right after we take this break, uh, before we do that, I want to remind folks at home that we have a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. I want you to email me. Send me a, uh, an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Throughout history, Catholics have contributed greatly to the development of society, promoting government based upon justice and the dignity of the human person. One prime example of a great church statesman was Stephen Langton, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Born in 1150 in Lincolnshire, England, Stephen studied theology in Paris. His piety and love of God won him the respect of other clerics, including the future Pope Innocent III. He was elevated to Archbishop of Canterbury in 1207. At that time in church history, the books of the Bible were not subdivided. Typically written in scrolls, the only separation would be a space at the end of each line of sacred text. Archbishop Langton divided the books of the Bible into chapters so they could be more easily referenced and studied. These chapter divisions are the ones still used today. With a strong personal devotion to the Holy Spirit, Archbishop Langton is also credited with authoring the prayer, Vini Spiritus Sanctus, or Come Holy Spirit, which is often part of the liturgy at Pentecost. This love of the scriptures and devotion to the Holy Spirit guided Archbishop Langton to have a profound impact upon the development of human rights. At that time in England, there was a great political crisis as the reigning King John had rescinded several of the rights granted to barons by his predecessor, King Henry I. Archbishop Langton led a group of barons in a struggle against the king. Furious with the archbishop's actions, the king declared anyone who followed the archbishop a public enemy. But the clergy of England, as well as the pope, were fully supportive of Archbishop Langton. Several negotiations occurred among the parties to try and secure the rights of barons against the king. Ultimately, in 1215, Archbishop Langton led a council of churchmen in Westminster, which drafted the Magna Carta, the first great statement of individual liberties, which was ultimately signed by King John. This great statement of rights is the forerunner of other codifications of rights, including the Bill of Rights which is part of the American Constitution. Archbishop Langton should serve as an example to Catholics in our modern day to study the scriptures, seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and stand up to oppressive governments to protect the rights of all persons. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history.
Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. We are talking about a good pair of cleats. We are. And also a good paraclete. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're making that connection. <laughs> I know that people are going, all right, we're hanging in there. It's, it's, it, you know what? There's some other, we've talked about a couple of mm-hmm. um, connections where we'd, we'd realize that, uh, that my old paracletes was, was handed on to me, passed right. on to me, right? And that the, the, the paraclete was handed on to us, passed right. on to us. And we talked about the fact that, that the paraclete, is comfortable for us is is right. intended for us it he fits us like a glove right you know there how you awesome mm-hmm. uh that is and just like our old paracletes that were well worn mm-hmm. right that that just it was a comfortable uh a comfortable experience and of course how awkward it was for us to walk in that old good pair of cleats mm-hmm. our first pair of cleats how we had to get used to it right and then to realize what the holy spirit's the same thing we got to get used to just giving mm-hmm. ourselves over to the holy spirit mm-hmm. and letting the holy spirit do things versus us always trying to get in the way and and sort of being our human clumsiness mm-hmm. we tend to get in the way of of things like that there's a couple other connections that i'd mentioned before in terms of the old pair of cleats uh, and that is, remember I talked about that, how noisy they were, how oh, yeah. with that cool sound. Yeah. <laughs> as you're walking on the pavement. It's still an awesome sound, as you pointed out. It is out. awesome, yeah. I love to hear that. And you know what? That's exactly what I, I the Holy Spirit is noisy. And he a lot is of people, noisy. It's like, and, the, and a lot of people don't realize just how cool that is. Could you imagine at Pentecost, right, being there? And, and the, the, the scriptures always, uh, not always, but refer to the Holy Spirit's presence it's always like this driving wind, this great oh, yeah. sound. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I, I, man, what I would give to have been in the upper room to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit sounded like. Had to be that like. tornado sound. Yeah, we always hear about that. Uh, you know, like, it sounds like a train, a freight train's coming. You right. know, how that just bearing down. Yeah. You know when the Holy Spirit's coming. Oh, yeah. It's not quiet. Now, I, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be this loud, bright, or, or piercing sound that everyone stops and listens to. But it is evident. Right. Right. It, it may be even a whisper, but it is definitely evident. And you're going to know. You can hear that the Holy Spirit's coming. Oh, yeah. And I always thought that, you know, again, when I think about my, my cleats that I was wearing, mm-hmm. right, but when the, when the paraclete is here, right, we can, we, can, we can feel his presence. Oh, yeah. And we, we, we can hear him. He's noisy. Oh yeah, right. We we know we, uh, Holy Spirit's in the room. Right, you know we we just get that we get that sense, and then that that last and probably most important connection between that good Paracletes, that old Paracletes that I got from my big brother, is this idea of like those. Once I learned how to use them, mm-hmm. I was a better ball player. Oh yeah, it was never great, but I was better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and you know so that traction, that control, all that assistance in playing the game, how important that was when I learned to sort of use them for all they were worth or mm-hmm. to be used, you know, by the Holy Spirit is the same thing. Right. Right. This idea that once we realize what the Holy Spirit does for us, what he does for us. Right. You know, now suddenly that protection, the the maneuvering, the assistance in life, where we're, right. how we're able to move through life mm-hmm. with that traction, that control. Now suddenly we're, we're sort of repurposed. Oh yeah. We're reborn. We're recreated. Yeah, we got we got a new lease on life, and we're we're like way better than we ever could have been on our own. Mm-hmm. And that's how important it is that we would learn to give ourselves over to the Holy yeah, Spirit, just let go, and allow Him to to work in our lives. Mm-hmm. Because again, Jesus sent Him, 
right? Jesus said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another paraclete to be with you ever, forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Mm-hmm. Right? And when we give ourselves over to him, it's the most amazing thing. So those connections with the, that old paraclete, right? The Holy Spirit's passed on to us by Jesus. We have to get used to... Um, to wearing him, right? He's comfortable. He's he's mm-hmm. natural to us. It's a natural experience, but we got to get used to him, mm-hmm. right? We got to get used to and trust his his immense power, mm-hmm. right? And then also that this Holy Spirit, this noisy uh, great wind that we we know is coming, we know he's present. How awesome that is! And of course, the protection, maneuvering, and assistance in life. These are all really really important things, and they, they help us to see again. Jesus is teaching us here, mm-hmm. and in this situation, if Jesus was, you know, around in, uh, in the way that he was two thousand years ago, walking and talking in a very agrarian society, he might have come to us here if he was he was present, walking amongst the apostles here in in uh, in the United States, for instance. He might be talking to us about baseball. He could be. You're right. He might be making that connection so that we would understand. Well, we we all know about that first pair of cleats we got, or we right. all know about baseball, and he would make that connection. And say, well, you know, it's just like that. Right. Right. This is what the Holy Spirit will be like for you and how awesome that is. But we get the sense from all this that Jesus is teaching us mm-hmm. that this Holy Spirit thing, mm-hmm. right, this, this thing with this this person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the uh, of the Blessed Trinity is an important and vital part and, and part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. And always, he was always part of God's plan. Oh, yeah. That the Father would send to us the Holy Spirit. Right, and that we would be renewed or recreated uh, through His power, and how awesome that is! And there are some other verses that come to us in uh, chapters fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen of John, where Jesus is helping us to see the the value of the Holy Spirit. And again, I'm going to use the word Paraclete here just to kind of keep that uh, analogy going. Okay. Uh, and and the the Latin is Paracletus mm-hmm. uh, or Paracletus in in the uh, in the, the Greek. Greek. Right, and uh, but that's translated basically in many different words like counselor and advocate or whatever. And these, this is from the Revised Standard Version, which normally it would say counselor, where okay. it says paraclete. But okay. I, I want to use paraclete because it gives, keeps that baseball thing going. Yeah. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Mm-hmm. And then another one, John chapter 15, verse 26. But when, this, the, when the paraclete comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness to me. And you also are witnesses because you have been with me from the beginning. And then, of course, John chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the paraclete will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And you hear in these verses, you hear God's plan. Mm-hmm. You hear exactly what Christ is helping us to see what the Father has, has, has in store for us. Mm-hmm. And that, that first one, John chapter 14, verse 26, where he says that the paraclete will teach us. Right? He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I've said to you. Mm-hmm. This, this Holy Spirit is still guiding this church. Right. It's still teaching. Yep. Right? And we see in that next verse, John chapter 15, 26, we see this is, again, the reference to the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is truth. Right? When, if the Holy Spirit is guiding the church, that means the church is truth. Right. 
Yeah. Right? How beautiful that is. It is beautiful. And, and this idea in John uh, chapter 15, verse 26, where Jesus says, Even the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness to me, and you also are witnesses. Again, each of us is called to be filled by the Holy Spirit, to be filled with that truth, and to bear witness, mm-hmm. to go out and evangelize. Mm-hmm. Right? This is part of God's plan. Right. The Spirit of truth would come, guide us into all truth, and then help us to evangelize. Mm-hmm. See, we don't go out on the street corner and shout at the top of our lungs, Jesus loves you, right. on our own. Can right. we do that? We can. But the problem is it's not going to be as efficacious unless we give ourselves over to the Holy Spirit. Right. And that we bear witness through the gift of the Spirit. And that that as we speak, as we proclaim the good news, it's the Holy Spirit speaking through us and how powerful and how awesome that is yeah. that we would do that. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's what we're called to do. And we see that, again, part of God's plan. And, of course, the, that last verse, John 16, verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the paraclete will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Again, we love to have Jesus sitting around with us, chit-chatting, mm-hmm. hanging out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good friend. Right. But also he's the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and it's been an awesome experience to have Jesus. But as part of his plan, they would go and be to, to ascend after his resurrection, to ascend to be with the Father. Right. And to sit on the throne, the, 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 the king's throne, where he, where he has all rights to be. Right, right. Where from from whence he will come to judge the heavens and the earth, right. you know, in in the in the in the after t- times, right. As we as we move forward in this life, and so while we're here on this earth, while we have Christ's presence in the Eucharist, in a in a very profound way, we also have the presence of God in the Holy Spirit that He dwells here with us. Right. And Jesus says, "Look, if I don't go, you can't have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I need to go." So that you can have this beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Right. And he's going to come and he's going to be here and he's going to dwell with you. Mm-hmm. And he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to protect you. Just like that good paracletes there you that go. we had as kids, right? There you go. Yeah. And so we see that this is all part of God's plan. And, and you know, it, it actually makes me think, reminds me that there's a lot of folks out there who are listening, mm-hmm. who are Catholic, who've been through their sacraments. We receive the Holy Spirit in our baptism. Mm-hmm. In Eucharist and Confirmation, all the sacraments we receive the Holy Spirit. But in a very profound way, in the most profound way, we receive the Holy Spirit in that sacrament of Confirmation. And there's a lot of folks out there who haven't been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Man, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are waiting for you. They are. If you want to do all these things, if you want to, if you want to be successful in life, right, and then successful in the afterlife, as right. it were, right, you need to be confirmed as soon as possible if you haven't been. There you go. To succeed in this life, right, and then on into the next one, right? You need a good paracletes and also a good paraclete. There you go. Let's pray. All right. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of us, your faithful, and kindle on us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, Granted by the same Holy Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in His consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. 
Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.